0: Saving you 50% off your energy charges all winter and summer, Season Pass from TXU Energy is one of our most popular plans. I saved $450 last year. Season Pass really gets people going. Half-off savings. Half-off savings. With half-off savings for half the year, there's lots to cheer about with Season Pass. TXU Energy. Energy for everything. Tap the banner now to learn more. B Pod Studios.
1: Are you ready for this? This is and Matt. Oh, that's stupid, my uh, God. My God. Uh, so presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, The Sports Hub.
0: Uh, no, we'll thank with, you. This is for uh, Matt. You're the okay. guy I want to talk to today, Matt. Perfect,
2: perfect. We'll, yeah. we'll start with uh, Ben Bull and ask others to raise your hand if you have a question. Um, and we'll try to keep this short. It is uh, Matt Patricia's birthday today, and I promised I would. Uh, that's the one gift I can give him is time. <laughs> uh, um, well, good, good, to see,
3: good
4: to see everybody. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate, uh, appreciate everybody's time here. So thanks, Stace, for selling me out right there.
1: You guys know it was Matt Patricia's birthday? We do now. I thought we'd wish him a happy... But Before we spend four hours ripping him, maybe we wish him a happy birthday. I'm in! Happy
4: birthday. <laughs> Can we play the tuba? <laughs> Where's the jordan <laughs> Debbie tuba? Uh, it's a good I one. Wanna, yeah. So, I, well, I would like to uh, uh, wish a sincere happy birthday to Bubbles. <laughs> Greg Bedard is a big boy Tuesday joins us in our Town Fair Tire Studios. No,
1: seriously, I thought before we spent all day ripping Patricia, he'd wish my happy birthday. Don't get me started on the birthday thing. Birthday, grown ass man talking about his birthday, Tuesday, September thirteenth. Bedard, after watching the film from Sunday, was it better or worse than you saw it in uh, in real time? Was it better or worse on film than uh, with the naked eye? Worse.
2: <laughs> I mean, Discuss, Please, <laughs> I will. Uh, to be honest. I'm having a hard time processing what I saw. I mean, because for years, whether it was Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels, I could see what the Patriots are doing on offense and see, okay, I, I understand what they're doing. I, I understand what they're building to. I understand that they're looking for these matchups. They have, they think they have this advantage here and there. And then I watched the coaches' film from Sunday, and I was just confused just from – start to finish. I didn't understand what they were trying to accomplish, what they were trying to do. They didn't take advantage of m- mismatches that you thought that they had. And they're throwing, you know, passes against zone that don't make any sense. They're not it's very simplistic, two personnel packages, not much motion, certainly motion not designed to do anything to put the the defense on the defensive. You know, and it's just it, it just when you look at it, it just looks like a cobbled together mess that they have very little direction. Did they make some plays? Yeah, but it, 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 they're not it they are going to have to if they keep going the way that they're going, they are going to have to rely purely on their talent and I don't think they have very much talent. There's no right now, unless they're you know building step by step to something. They're not scheming anything open. They're not going on the the offensive. They're not doing anything. I mean, it's just, I was just very, very confused watching it, and I could only think what the players are thinking, including Mac Jones. I mean, there were times when I'm watching Mac, and I'm like, you know, why isn't he doing this? Like, let's take, for example, the Devontae Parker interception in the end zone. That looked like it was a complete... Called from the sideline, we're taking this shot no matter what. Whereas you look at it and you're like, okay. Remember, for years we we talked about the tight ends Gronkowski and Hernandez. They're the they're the knights on the chessboard. They determine the matchups. Well, the Dolphins for much of the game against the Dolph- uh, the Patriots personnel uh, twelve personnel package one running back two tight ends, which was one of the two personnel groupings they ran eleven also you know, you figured you look at it, the, the Dolphins would go base. So you have a safety on one of the tight ends and you have a linebacker, normally a Landon, or no, Jerome Baker on the other tight end. And they kept switching back and forth. But on that play, you know, I think it was Janu Smith had the linebacker on him. He had a crossing route. He missed, Why aren't you going to that from the get-go? And he was open. And what you're saying, there's just a mismatch. When you've got a skilled tight end against a linebacker,
1: that's a mismatch. Safeties sometimes, but... Your tight end should be able to beat a linebacker in coverage. That's a mismatch, and they didn't even look at it.
2: Yeah, and and the thing is, is, you know, last year with Mac Jones, were there some decisions that I questioned? Sure. But not – I think I had nine in this game where I'm just like, you know, Mac last year when he had a plan, when he had an offensive coordinator who was in his ear saying like, hey, we're probably going to get this, look for this. And he make the right decision. If that's last year, Mac definitely sees it from the get go. I got Hunter Henry against the linebacker on a crossing route, and everybody else is running a clear out. If he throws it to Johnny in the flat, he catches it, breaks a tackle, it could be a touchdown. Instead, he's throwing a jump ball in the end zone to Devontae Parker with a matchup that the Patriots should know that they're not going to win. Howard against Parker is not a winnable matchup. They didn't win it in practice with the Dolphins. Even I knew that. And, you know, same thing, the Jonu Smith down the sideline, the pass where Mac overthrew him, didn't love Johnu's route. Throwing, that's a shot play where you have Hunter Henry matched up, I think, against the linebacker. Or, you know, he had a mismatch. You know, Hunter Henry would be like Gronk. If there was a safety against Gronk, Brady would throw to him all day long. So, Greg, here,
4: here's the part I'm curious about. When you say that the, the ball to uh, Parker was... It felt like it was called from the sideline. Does Jones, you know, how much do you put on Jones? How much do you put on the coordinators?
2: See, that's that's the thing I can't figure out yet with this new scheme and how they're doing things. I mean, if it was, you know, whether it was Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels, I could tell you to, you know, a certain degree of certainty that he's supposed to go with the best mismatch. He's supposed to go where the coverage dictates. But I don't see that anymore. Some of these plays, I'm like, why is he going there? Why isn't he looking over here where I, you know, maybe once a game, I would have that question with Mac Jones. Now I have it multiple times a series. And so to me, it just look, it's a mess. It's a dysfunctional mess with very little direction. It looks like it's being cobbled together.
1: Six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. This goes beyond the offensive line. I mean, you're talking about sort of passing game uh, matchup decisions, and we haven't gotten to what heretofore I think we all agreed or thought was their
2: biggest issue, which was up front. Was that still a problem on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, they, there must have been four or five plays where they had free rushers, and it wasn't just they were outnumbered. A couple times they were, but there was a lot of confusion with the blocking scheme. I thought I thought Trent Brown did not play well at all overall, and you know they need him to play well and you know we got to see whether he stays on board with all this because i think i think that's a huge concern it was a concern last year and you know it's one game in and you know you got to be asking considering he didn't talk to the media after the game he had that press conference yesterday where he didn't say anything you got to wonder what's going on there but i mean you know largely up front like i thought andrews played a really good game cole strange was solid Owenu missed a few did didn't strange
1: team. didn't strange get benched was that his fault on that first? Uh, uh,
2: and I can't pronounce the name. The first sack, the interior sack that they allowed. Was I, he- I had that as I had that as Trent Brown. Uh, you know, if I, I got to go back and look at the play by play, but I did not think that was Strange's fault. I didn't think the I didn't think that he got benched for play. You know, if, if anybody was going to get benched, it should have been Trent Brown. You think they were rotating because of the heat? and also yeah he's a young player sort of give him a breather let him you know check himself that sort of thing but I, I you know i did not take it as a benching you know once i watched the film back did they even try the new stuff they were working on in over the summer i think it was like three plays and none of them did anything <laughs> so this <laughs> was funny.
1: this is sort of quote unquote back to the the old stuff that they could run in the summer is what they were doing to, uh, yesterday yes. greg sunday
2: yeah i mean they they came out with a you know what I thought they would do, especially, you know, the opening script stick to some, uh, you know, play the hits, you know, things that, you know, guys could execute, but here's the thing, the further and further they got away from the script from that opening drive, the worse it got in my opinion. And that even includes the scoring drive because there were two, there were two plays that on that scoring drive where, you know, I basically wrote like, this play is completely screwed up. They well, have guys running in the same place. Oh, my God. So I went back and watched one today, and it was
1: the fourth and one yep. where they drew the P.I. that really set up the touchdown. It was fourth and one, and that's when they threw it into the end zone again, Parker and uh, uh, Howard, and they got the flag this time where they did it in the first quarter. But that was a fourth and one play. And there, fourth and one, he was in the shotgun, uh, Greg. If I have this right, and I think they had Damian Harris split out wide. I think it was I think it was Nelson Aguilar in the backfield, on fourth and one in the shotgun, and it didn't even there was there was no play action fake, so they they, they didn't even sell run there. They didn't even line up like they could run there. They just took run totally off the table for the defense, and then I, yeah, I, I watched this too, Greg. It's right, Aguilar flared out. And then it was Harris who was lined up as a wide receiver. He and Myers crossed and ran into each other in the middle of the field. No one was open. And the reason Jones went up top is because there was nothing there. So he just chucked it up, which he did like three or four times in the second half. The the, the three or four times in the second half where they were in short yardage and they needed it. And you're saying, why is he just chucking it up deep? Because there was nothing else open. There was no other. There was. And it's like. Where's the little, you know, first down bread and butter kind of stuff that they ran routinely and I know they don't have element, they don't have Walker, they don't have these guys. So like you're not even gonna try and get someone open at the stakes? Or it or it wasn't there, it never had a chance, and this, this reoccurred throughout the second half on those gotta have it plays. Brutal. That fourth and one, that was a horrible play. And they got away with it because they got a makeup call on Howard. After he got away with one in the first quarter. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, Greg, but yeah. you saw it over and over again.
2: Yeah, there was another play where the the one time, and, and another thing they never ran, play action. I think there was one play action play in the whole game. That's been the staple around here forever, and if you're going to run like the Shanahan system, you run these runs, and then you make the, the, the passes look like the runs, and you get the, the linebackers sucked in. They run one play of play action, and they actually have it. And... It's supposed to be, I think, Myers underneath on a low crosser and then Aguilar is supposed to come over the top and one of them should be open. And Aguilar all of a sudden stops and runs in the other direction and him and Myers almost run into each other again. Like, this kind of stuff was routinely happening in the game and you're just like, you know, what's going on? There were times I questioned, is Parker running the right route? And I'm pretty sure a couple times he didn't where Mac was going to look for him and then Parker does the wrong thing. You know, it's just it's just a mess at this point. Okay, what are your thoughts out there? You want to talk to Greg?
1: 617-779-0985. To you right after these words.
0: Saving you 50% off your energy charges all winter and summer, Season Pass from TXU Energy is one of our most popular plans. I saved $450 last year. Season Pass really gets people going. Half off savings. Half off savings. With half-off savings for half the year, there's lots to cheer about with Season Pass. TXU Energy. Energy for everything. Tap the banner now to learn more. Felger.
1: And of
4: course he looks good.
1: And mass.
4: Because Mac Jones is out there with some tight shirt. And looks hot. I never
1: said he looked hot. Felger and mass. He's got
4: like that paper torso thing. 98.5 The Sports Hub.
3: 3rd and 3 with Jones under center, Montgomery the single back, Myers in motion right to left, Matt with a give, Montgomery with a run up the middle, nowhere to go. You're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. you a play call now. 3rd <laughs> and Montgomery right at the middle. Yeah. Now it it's is 4th and 3. It's 4th and 3 for the Patriots from the 49 of Miami the game right here down by two scores Jones, come on out of the gun Henry on the right slot Mac has to call a Jeez. timeout a fourth down and three for New England trailing Miami 20 to 7 just across from three receivers right one left takes the snap drops back has time surveying pointing to his left goes back over the middle throws it toward Hunter Henry and the ball is knocked down there is a flag however with a penalty on the Patriots it appears doesn't matter the Dolphins with the knockaway, nowhere to Holding. go with Jones trying to find Offense an open receiver.
4: 77. That penalty is declined. First down.
3: It's the third three. He decides yeah, gonna to take say. a shot.
1: And it should be a high percentage underneath return,
4: slant, spot,
1: bang route. Call those bang routes. The stick movers. You know, was, you, 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 you've existed for over 22 years on those. Now hand. we're going seventh step on fourth and three. So the He's got handoff all day. before that on
3: third and three. The handoff that went nowhere you, to Montgomery
1: on third and three. We made fun of Miami's last series. You topped it there. As dog poo as Miami's was. Yours was worse. Zo and Soce ripping the play calling. That was a sequence too, man. Those gotta have it little sequences. Fourth quarter, down 20-7. to seven. You just heard it there. The play before it. The two plays before it: the first down, Aguilar comes open over the middle, and Jones drills it at his feet, incomplete. He was open underneath, sort of an easy possession throw. Jones drilled it right into the turf. Second down, little flip to Janu Smith. It was barely even past the line of scrimmage, and he rambled for seven. Then you had the third and three, Montgomery up the middle for no gain. Then they come to the line, fourth and three. Miami not showing any real big pressure. They didn't like really crowd the line there. Jones calls timeout with 10 seconds on the play clock. Just knew this wasn't happening. Timeout. Bang. Then he comes back out, and Miami crowds seven guys around the line of scrimmage. Like, they're going to come. Like, they're coming. Like, they had been for a lot of the game and like they're known to do. So, Damon Harris stays in to block, and they snap the ball. No one comes. Miami dupes them, I guess. And they only rush three. For one of the few times all game it felt. Like, only rush three. And of course, you still can't block it. Trent Brown hauls hauls down a guy, gets a holding call, and you get no one open. You can just chuck it deep down the field to Hunter Henry for no shot, no chance. And as Zoe is saying, there, where's the little little stick movers, little option routes, little you know, all those little routes that you got fat on for twenty years? You you don't run those anymore with Mac Jones. You don't have that at all.
2: Just completely static at the line. There's nothing going on. No motion. No. You know, the play caller helping the scheme, helping out the players, helping out the quarterback, you know, to try to take advantage, you know, as an offensive coordinator, you're paid to anticipate what they're going to do here and have the right play call on that play. The fourth down play, that's one of the plays where I think Devontae Parker ran the wrong route because you see uh, I was just watching it and you see Mac Jones looks at him and uh, the Dolphins had, you know, sort of they changed up their their coverage at the last second. As you said, they dropped out, only rushed three, and the safety came over over on top of Parker. I think I, Mac Jones, I think, was waiting for Parker just to stop. If he would have just stopped in the soft spot in the zone, conversion, keep going. But Parker keeps going down the field, and that's when Mac Jones started, you know, looking all over the place, pointing, pointing guys, "Hey, yeah. go deep!" You know, it's it's playground football. In the biggest spots in the game, I know. the pra- Patriots are playing playground football. Three yards, three yards.
1: He's playing traffic cop, trying to get someone open because people running the wrong route. or they? I mean, it feels bad without watching the coaches' film. I mean, I just went back and watched a few plays today just to get a just to get a handle on it, and
4: it's scary. <laughs> it's scary that this is where they're at. And, Mike, those balls down the field happened three or four times in the fourth quarter alone. Yes. Like, it was just really, it was like, what the hell is that?
1: Okay, let's take some phones for Greg Bedard, Joe and Dedham. Lead us off.
3: So, you guys realize that the Patriots have lost eight out of their last ten to Miami, right? Uh, yes. And yes. who was who the coordinator for most of those games, and who did he have for a quarterback? So, come on, give these guys a break. I like watching these these new players play. I think it's as exciting as fun.
4: Oh, no, it looks great.
3: I'll let let you guys talk. Yeah, that was super exciting. So, they had
2: Cam Newton. They had a crappy, you know, Tom Brady was even miserable in 2019. They have Cam Newton and a rookie quarterback, and it's not supposed to be any better. And that's the whole thing. That's what I've been telling you all summer, that the problem with this is you had a – last year was the baseline for this offense. Rookie quarterback – Two new receivers in free agency, two new tight ends in in free agency because you can't develop any of your own. They had to go out and buy these people. And they come in and they go 10-7 and seven with a rookie quarterback. They're sixth in the league in points. You figure everyone's coming back. We're adding Devontae Parker. Bill makes the decision, all right, we don't need Shaq Mason at his salary. We're going to go with a rookie. Fine. That's fine. That's really the only person they changed out. Didn't didn't get rid of any receivers. Just slotted everybody down one because of Parker. And it's okay that they're friggin' mess in the opener. It shouldn't be okay. I mean, unless you're Belichick. You know, brightside Bill now is just like, oh, you know, couple plays. This guy it's actually. Okay. This guy actually liked watching that. Uh, Sparrow is serious. Sparrow
1: and Middlebro. Go ahead, Sparrow.
3: Hi, guys. Uh, enjoy the program every week. And, uh, Greg, I am a Boston Sports Journal subscriber, and I'm enjoying that very much.
2: Thanks, Bob.
3: My question is, uh, for the last few weeks, we've been hearing about Christian Barmore, how he's coming back bigger, stronger, faster, and he's going to be a big impact player. I was watching the game Sunday with my friend, and I don't remember him playing very much at all. And then uh, when I read the Globe the next day, I saw no... No tackles, no assists, no sacks, no
2: nothing. So, Greg, do you have any ideas why <laughs> Barmore didn't play more than he did? Uh, I thought he played a decent amount. He did. Um, he played more than half the snaps on defense. Yeah, and that's he was about I want to say fifty-five percent. And I did a one-on-one interview with him um, on on Friday in Florida, and he was he was terrific. He even you know we talked about you know his draft day slide and you know how you know he wants to wreck teams this year. He knows which teams passed on him. How do he play? And I thought he played fine but here's the thing and just so you know I don't have any preconceived notions when I go through the film like I just write the guy's number down and then I you know tabulate as I go along and I went to write a minus play for Christian Barmore like late in the game and I'm like wait wait a minute where's number 90 on my list and he wasn't on there how do how do I not have him on my list yet he was and the thing was, he I will say he put, he had some good plays against the run. Not that he made the tackles, but he you know he, he held up well. But as far as the pass rush and impactful plays, a complete zero. And and I'm at a loss. I'm going to have to go back and watch that a little bit more more closely. Maybe the Dolphins really took care of him because you know if you're facing the Patriots right now, you're worried about Judon and Barmore. That's it. I mean, until the caller mentioned him. It's true. He didn't cross my mind. I don't think he I don't think his
4: name escaped our mouth yesterday. No, it didn't. I don't I don't remember I you know again, he played.
2: I don't remember seeing him in the game. How was the defense in general, Greg? Uh I thought the defense was, you know, I thought the defense was fine for the most part. I mean, look, um in contrast to the Patriots, the Dolphins put a hell of a lot out there. They put a lot of stress on you. The only thing that kept that game from being 40-7 to seven was Tua and a couple drops and things unforced errors by the Dolphins I mean you talk about contrast what the Patriots do when they need a play to what the Dolphins do with Tyreek Hill nice. and Waddle and the motion and the, you know spinning around like you know give credit to Jonathan Jones they they, they put him in man coverage against uh, Tyreek Hill most of the day and I thought he did a phenomenal job they tackled they really tackled well, for the, well yeah, for Definitely. the most part which you have to do so I thought hey look you know, yeah, more experienced coaches on the defensive side. That side executed a lot better, but uh, I thought the defense played pretty well for the most part. There were some concerns, especially with the linebackers that I had in coverage and things like that. Uh, there was obviously the the touchdown to Waddle that I thought was the fault of both Bentley and Duggar on that play due to the coverage because I think that was, it looked like cover one funnel where the defensive backs know they have coverage in the middle or help in the middle. And Bentley's like, I don't know where the hell Bentley was. He wasn't in the middle of the field where he should have been. He should have been there to make the initial tackle, and then Duggar should have been there to clean up if there was an issue. Uh, but for the most part, I thought the defense was pretty good. It's just you're lucky you caught – the Dolphins look like a first-game coach with a uh, first-game team with a new head coach, offensive head coach, working out the kinks. Wait till you see them later on in the season. If they stay healthy, look out. Dakota and Braintree, quickly.
1: All right. so before the season started, I said, you know what, worst case scenario, there's a path to five wins, but I couldn't believe it until I actually saw the first game and saw the rest of the teams around the league, but they are in the bottom five of all NFL teams, because I think there's a lot of other teams that showed a lot more explosives on offense, quicker on defense, and easy path to five wins for this Patriots. And I think they'd be lucky. And I have one question for you, Greg. Yep. Looking at Pete Carroll's body of work from defensive coordinator all the way up, do you think he is a rival to Bill Belichick, a defensive genius? How, how close are they really oh when you're just talking about their defenses overall?
2: Stop. Stop. I just think Pete's a good coach. I mean, you know, when we did this exercise, I think four or five years ago, when we talked about, you know, where's the, where's the brain trust al- around the league, sort of before McVay and... You know, his ilk rose in the ranks. I mean, you know, to me it was it was Belichick and Carroll was certainly in, like, the top three or four. Pete can coach defense. He I'm, can. A, I'm
1: just, I have a hard time coming around on Pete Carroll. After, even after all this time, he had jackass dancing around out there okay, last but night. that's different. As a defensive. I, I have a hard time getting past the aesthetic.
3: This is a you thing. It's a me thing, too, but he's a good coach.
1: He's,
4: he's a good defensive coach. Fort down at the goal line? Maybe not so much. (laughs) Uh, Throw it, Bev. Uh, Three
1: up, three. uh, Three up, three down with Bedard right after the update.
4: With Kroger free pickup, the savings are always with you. So you get the same great deals as in-store right in the app. Add your family's favorites to your cart while at the zoo, the science fair, or wherever. No matter where you order Kroger pickup from, you can stay on budget while easily stocking up on everything you need. So start your cart and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability.
1: I'm just sort of painting a picture. I love the
0: guy. Did they take him in the back room? The Sports Lab. And now
3: it's time for three. Touchdown,
4: Patriots.
1: Drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg
3: Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's
4: a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On
3: Belder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub.
1: All right, here we go. Three up, three down. Weekly feature here on Felger Maz with Greg Bedard, the big boy from Boston Sports Journal. Sponsorships are available. Three studs, three duds from Sunday's game in Miami. Number one star there, Greg.
2: Matthew Judon led the team with five
1: quarterback pressures, a sack, two hits. Oh, and can I just, before I I stop you, sponsorships are no longer available. Nice. It's time for three up, three down with Greg Bedard, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, returning sponsor. Uh, Enjoy the game with a triple distilled Triple cask matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. I knew the segment was too valuable to go unsponsored. There it is. Thanks again to Tullamore Dew. Welcome back to another year here. Three up, three down. Your number one star was
2: Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon uh, led the team in quarterback pressures. Had a sack, two hits, two hurries. uh, A couple issues against the run. But, again, he's their best player. And he's going to have to play like this every single game.
4: I went to Kobe Myers. I thought Myers was pretty good in this game. That catch on the right sideline, it felt to me like he was the one reliable piece of that offense. Not that they used him enough. They didn't. But when he when they went to
2: him, I generally thought he was there. Number two, Greg? Myers. I thought he, for exactly what Matt said. I mean, that, that catch down the sideline just felt like they it was a had-to-have-it play. Again, not exactly the cleanest play. I mean, had it needed a perfect throw and a perfect catch to happen. That's where... This Patriots offense is right now. Jones and Myers connected there. They're going to need a lot more of that. Big boy and I are in sync. Judon.
4: I had Judon second. I thought Judon was good. You know, again, uh, those two guys, I feel like generally speaking, you know what you're going to get every week.
2: All right, third, Gregory. Dietrich Wise. uh, Impactful. Four total quarterback pressures. Played the run really well. Uh, You know, he's, he's tough to block at times. I went Damian Harris. I thought the times that Harris
4: handled the ball, he was pretty good. He averaged over five yards a carry, had a couple of catches. I like the idea of using the backs for three downs at a time. It, it gives you a little bit of flexibility or versatility in that offense. I thought Harris was pretty decent.
2: Okay, three
1: duds. Go. Trent
2: Brown. I had him for allowing four and a half of the team's 10 quarterback pressures in this game. I had him for uh, eight minus plays in this game. Um, it's It's a very real... Concern, just his overall demeanor and things like that. Devontae Parker, dude, jump ball—that's
4: your game. Go get it. Go get it. He had one catch for nine yards in his debut against his former team. I think he played every snap. He did. If I'm te- not every snap. The team that traded you away. You got one catch for nine yards, and you know how many times have you said Xavier Howard ate his lunch routinely mm-hmm. in practice? Like, I, th- this is a, you know, this is a maz dick way to say it, but Xavier Howard clearly thinks that Devontae Parker is a bitch
2: because that's how he treated him. That's, that's the book on him. The Raiders manhandled him in the joint practices too, and if other teams know, he's just going to – the book on him is be physical with him, and he shuts it down. Mm, okay, that's not a good scouting report. Second dud uh mac jones and matt patricia because i can't just leave mac jones by himself i had him for two plus plays in the game the throw to myers the throw to bourne that was it and a bunch of decisions that i question and i don't think it's all max fault i think it's you know what he's being coached to do trent brown he's gonna get his quarterback killed
4: he's gonna get him killed and when he did block a guy, he had to grab him by the collar to yank him to the turf.
2: God, it's so bad on a three-man rush. Last one, Greg. Raekwon McMillan. Um, not a very good debut. Gave up uh, all four pass attempts that were thrown into his area. Had a ton of issues in pass coverage. You know, I think they need to rip the Band-Aid off and just go with Mac Wilson. I mean, at least he might make mistakes, but at least he's going 150 miles an hour and he's going to hit somebody at the same time. Carl Davis.
4: What? He played 14 snaps, and it, and he couldn't stay on side on the only one that mattered.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. No, no, could I not, forgot you forgot about that two one. I can two-gap like a master.
4: Okay, that was horrendous. It was, And apparently the Dolphins were going to run a play there. Tua said that they were going to run a play. So, But whatever, it's the oldest trick in the book. They didn't even have to because you knocked the center on his ass.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry,
4: <laughs> Unbelievable. Carl. Okay, three up,
1: three down in the books. We've got a lot to get to with you and your calls. A lot of reactions still on the board off of that game on Sunday and where they're headed. Can't say many people are too optimistic. Your thoughts with Bedard right after these words.
0: Saving you 50% off your energy charges all winter and summer, season pass from TXU Energy is one of our most popular plans. I saved $450 last year. Season pass really gets people going. Half off savings. Half-off savings. With half-off savings for half the year, there's lots to cheer about with Season Pass. TXU Energy. Energy for everything. Tap the banner now to learn more.
1: He doesn't ask much of the audience, they play with me. except to love him. The worst
3: sign in New England
1: sports is you. Mass, the quiet half of Felger and Mass.
0: <laughs> On 98.5, the Sports Hub. And, and Devontae just now said that they, they still have confidence in you. They still have faith. Do you still do you feel that confidence
2: from your teammates still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love my teammates. You know, I love being here. I'm I'm glad to be here. It's it's not about me. So it just seems like it's about me, but it's about the team. And I'm a team guy. So just waiting on the opportunity. If I could be out there, I could be out there. If I gotta wait, I gotta wait. Just wait for my chance.
4: Hey, Trent, are you happy with the Patriots right now? I love
2: the
3: Patriots.
1: Then we get to the guys who, you know, questionable buy-in or, I don't know, what's going on beneath the surface, Kendrick Bourne and Trent Brown. The first voice was Kendrick Brown, who, I, I mean, every time he talks, I'm more impressed by the guy. I mean, there's clearly something going on there. Maybe it's his fault, maybe it's his not, probably is, but he's still, when we talk about saying the right thing and sounding like you mean it, that's Kendrick Bourne. Trent Brown doesn't sound like he means it, even though he might, but those were those two voices. And meanwhile, Tom Kern had an interesting report today. I guess he'll have more on this coming up on NBC Sports Boston tonight. But this was uh, this is kind of a uh, I don't know a scary one. As I'm uh, trying to call it up here on my computer exactly, Murray's been giving it to you in the updates. Uh, Kern says that he's hearing Bourne was late to a meeting prior to the Panthers preseason game, has been in Patricia's doghouse, and that Robert Kraft, quote unquote, noticed. He was not used this week versus Miami and wasn't happy
4: about it. Okay, uh, someone make a noise there. Yeah, that was yeah, me. Was Go mad. ahead, Do discuss. It. Okay, so so the fact that he uh, you know was late to a meeting the week of the Carolina game. When was that exactly? Second preseason game. Okay, that, no, no, that was like a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay, a month ago. He's still in the freaking doghouse for that for missing a meeting a month ago. So what are you trying to make an example of the guy? Like what? So my point is, I'm not. I, I, I believe the report. Okay, I believe the report. My issue is more with the Patriots and how they're handling it. I don't believe it's just the meeting. I believe that that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and they're, now they're sticking it to the guy. Get over it. He missed the meeting. You punished him. Move on. Play the effing guy. <laughs> Pardon my French, Go ahead, Greg.
2: I, Bourne started his slide before that. He had slid down the depth chart. He was not playing well in camp. Um, You know, I think, whatever, if he missed a meeting, I have no reason to doubt that. I'm sure that didn't help the situation. But from what I understand, and, you know, when it comes to coaching these guys, you can't coach everybody the same way. And you can't coach coach offense like you did defense. You know, those guys tend to be a little bit, especially receivers, tend to be a little bit more emotional, Uh you know, they have some, you know, other traits that are a little bit difficult to deal with at times, but from what I understand about the Kendrick Bourne situation is that he had to be coached really hard last year over the course of the season to get him where he was at the end of last season. Mick Lombardi, Josh McDaniels, and others. And I have reason to believe that he is not being coached the same way under this coaching staff with, you know, new wide receivers coach and Troy Brown, new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach, you know, is are the Patriots doing what they need to do to make Kendrick Bourne successful this season? I think there's a lot of questions about that. Okay, Trent Brown, what's his problem? He says there is no problem, uh, but <laughs> what's his problem? I think it's a. I mean, with him, it depends on the day. He, he. I'm sure the the situation with left tackle. I'm sure he didn't love that. I'm sure he doesn't love some of the changes in the scheme. Uh, You know, I'm sure he doesn't like what's going on overall with the offense. And I think he's just, you know, disgruntled. And, and, you know, I think there's a question of buy-in. There was a question with buy-in with him last year, at the end of last year. So this, you know, any quit on the Raiders, quit on the 49ers. You know, he got shipped out of town by both teams. This is part of the course with him. So he's another guy that you have to figure out, how am I going to reach him to get the best out of Trent Brown? Are they doing that?
3: Did you take that hat as a subtle F U like I did? He had, in the video yesterday with that meeting with the the media, he wore a hat with a happy face on it with two eyes as mushrooms, but I took that as like a not so subtle shot of like let, let you know like oh no I'm happy. Yeah, so no I'm so happy here. Let me put on my happy hat. He's not. He says he lo- loves the Patriots. Did anyone follow up How about the coaches? How about how about your how you're being handled? Let you know, like, oh no, I'm happy. Yeah, so no, I'm so happy here. Let me put on my happy hat. He's not, and he says he loves the Patriots. Did anyone follow up? How about the
4: coaches? How about how about your how you're being handled? You know, brings into the coaching on Kendrick Bourne. In other words, they don't know how to get to him. Great. Well, that makes me feel even better. So you got a guy who wants to play that they won't put out there, and a guy who doesn't want to play that they have at left tackle. Terrific. Excellent. That's fabulous.
1: Back to your thoughts, Mike in Rhode Island. Go, Mike.
3: What's going on, guys? First on caller, a long-time listener. I think you're overreacting a little bit. I think the team looked a little better. Besides the offensive line, they sucked. Bill's proven he can fix them in the past, like 2015. Um, I'm wondering,
1: uh, who do you think is in a worse situation, the Cowboys or the Pats? Okay, I don't care about the
2: Cowboys. Uh, And... and- so, <laughs> this is, so, first can, of all, this is driving me crazy. Uh, go ahead. This stuff about whether it's 2014, remember, yeah, 2014, the offensive line was a disaster. We were on the air then. I came in, I yelled, these guys are better than that. And they need to coach them up. I remember it. Like, you got to realize that's over. Brady's not here. The coaching's not here. It's a completely different team. It's a completely different operation. You guys act like. Tom's still here, and he's going to clean up everything. I mean, what have you seen? They're 17 and 18 since Tom Brady left. They're 19 and 22 since Thanksgiving of 2019. What in recent history since Tom left? Stop living in ancient history. What has told you in the last two and a half, two years, that they're going to get this thing figured out? When have they gotten it figured out? I mean, last year, they they had a winning record. Yeah, because they didn't beat anybody when they had to play the Titans, Titans didn't have anybody on offense. When they had to play anybody decent, they got blown off the field. Coach seems to think they're close, Greg. Yeah, bright side Bill. Give me a break. <laughs> what he said after the game. It was completely delusional. He knows better than everybody, anybody, that every NFL game comes down to a handful of plays. He said it. year Every game comes down to a handful of plays, whether you make them or not. The Patriots used to make them all. Oh, now they're 0 for 5. And they're losing to a Dolphins team. You know, scoring seven points last year with a rookie quarterback and all those new things, including the rookie quarterback, making his first ever career start, getting blitzed on every single down by Brian Flores, a real defensive coordinator. They they, they averaged 20 points against the Dolphins last year. They had they averaged 386 total yards. They had 271 this weekend. They passed for 256 last year, 213, 40 on one play. They've rushed for 129 yards per game against the Dolphins last year. They ran for 78 this time. It's different. Wake up! Feels like it's getting worse. I don't
4: know. By a lot. Uh, we've got
1: uh, Johnny Connecticut. Go ahead, John. Oh hey guys. Hey, does Jones have
2: really strong enough arm to be a really good quarterback in this league? Let me stop you there. Are you worried about Jones's arm strength? A little bit, but he, you know, we we've talked about it. He needs he needs a clean pocket, and he needs to step into his throws, and he's got to feel comfortable in the pocket. And it's obvious from the start of training camp to now, he does not have confidence in the operation around him, whether that's the offensive line or the play calling. Where guys are now after this weekend, are guys going to be in the right place where he expects them to be? You know, Mac Jones is not the most talented guy in the world. Can you win with him? Yeah. Do I think you can win a Super Bowl title in time? Yes, I do. But you better have a lot around him. And right now, they don't have much around him. Ernie and Revere, go. Hey, how you doing?
3: You know, why is it when offensive coordinators got something working? They're going to do something that goes sideways. I mean, they were moving the ball down the field great yesterday, and then they throw a deep pass, and it gets picked off. And you know what that would do? I would call Dallas or Green Bay and trade Aguilar out of here,
1: okay? He's horrible, and he's the reason why they're not getting – any time for born is Aguilor blocking Bourne or a problem in any way, shape, or form,
2: Greg? Other than just his contract is probably overpaid. Well, I think I think there's a bunch of things at play, including a lack of creativity from the offensive coordinator. I mean, when you go 12 personnel for like you know 60 percent of the games, and you go 11 personnel, and you're just like, okay, this is the way it's going to be with you know Parkers on the field for every single snap. Why? I don't know. You know, Jacoby Myers has to be out there because he's the only guy that that Jones really trusts. And then who's going to play? You know, Kendrick Aguilar earned more time this summer. He did. And that's the way it works in Foxborough. Now Bourne needs to get it back. Is he getting the help with the coaching or not? We've got uh, on line six, uh, is it Cass
1: in Connecticut? I'm sorry, your first name cut off. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, it's Cass. Uh, Greg, I got a question for you. Um, um, We all know Duggar is great on the run, uh, but he's very suspect on the passing passing uh part. Why was he playing deep safety and not McCourty?
1: Um, that question I, I would love to answer. Okay. Fourth and seven,
2: 24 seconds left. Why is, okay. We shouldn't have been in playing center field. It's, it's a great question. Uh, Adrian Phillips got hurt on the play before. Looked like Jabril Peppers came in for him and took his spot sort of in the box. Uh, McCourty lined up man to man with, I think the running back, uh, Evidently, they like that matchup better. That must have been determined before the game that that's what they wanted. We, Devin did that a few times in this game, and that's the decision that they made. But, yeah, that was that was an awful play by Duggar. I mean, all you have to do is just make the play. And he was in position, and then he took a false step, and you do that against a talented guy, he's gone. It was a horrendous
4: mistake. I have a theory, if you want the theory. What's your theory? McCordy's a better cover guy. So, in a 7-4th-and-7... Why not have, you know, and, and I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying in their mind. You're probably right. Fourth and seven, you want to cover inside of seven yards, man to man. So you put McCordy down there and you think, how badly can Duggar F it up in the middle of the field?
2: Except he did. Yeah, sometimes with Duggar when he's up along the line and he's in coverage, sometimes he, he can be guilty of peeking into the backfield or maybe saying like, hey, I'm going for the quarterback and all of a sudden the running back's free in the flat where you know Devin is going to be where he's going to need to be. And they figure, oh, you know, Kyle can make a play and, you know, he's the fail safe. You know, in case, you know, when Bentley didn't get over and wasn't there to help on the tackle, Duggar's there to clean it up and he just whiffed. Can I add just a
4: little more? Yes. McCourty's comment after the game where he says, you know, even if we just tackle the guy there, we give up three instead of seven. Yep. Maybe he didn't like the fact that he was up there. Let me play center field. It's what I do. If Doug so if Duggar gives up the seven yards, he gives up the seven yards. I mean, I was just going to say, but you give up a field goal instead of a touchdown.
1: No matter who the better cover guy is, I would trust
2: Devin McCourty to know the situation better. Definitely
4: how to play it. It but, was stupid. How do you know the guy? That's what he does best.
2: That whole situation. That's his whole game. That whole situation felt very much like Dallas last year. I mean, they had him third and nineteen, and you give up the little, you give up a twelve-yard checkdown. Um, that's when Phillips was. He was late in coverage. He got hurt, and then you know, fourth and seven, you give up a touchdown. That felt very. It was different, but it felt very similar to Dallas. Sort of a back-breaking play.
4: It's a bad use of personnel. It is McCordy's center field. That's what he is. We continue Put him there.
1: We continue with your thoughts on the Patriots with Bedard after Murray's ninety-second update. No commercials.
0: This sports up on demand content is sponsored by Coors Light. Chill on with game day greats when you grab an ice cold Coors Light and watch the football game this week at Hooters in Dedham, Saga, Shrewsbury, or West Springfield. Hooters makes you happy this football season. Chill on.